let's let's get centered here. Find a comfortable seat. Well, you're our, you're the meditation guy. So you breath take breath in through the nose, out through the mouth. I'm gonna fall asleep, Sam. It's late at night. Uh. All right, <laughs> here we are. Fields of work. Wow. I'm a real jokester. Hello, yeah, Max. Quality, quality's gone down, and <laughs> quality is, has never been better. Yeah, things are weird. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's eight o'clock at night. It's a Monday night. I have, you know, more work to do after this call uh, ends. I'm a little bit slap happy. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm very tired, and I'm not. I don't even have our notes document open. I'm I'm flying without a parachute. I'm probably going to catch me on the way down. <sighs> You're relying a lot on me. Well, here's my night. I um, by the time we're done recording this, I will be going to bed probably. Um, <laughs> nine o'clock. I turn into like a pumpkin. So yeah, I hear you. Um, I just realized this this water receptacle that I will be drinking out of during this podcast is it's probably loud. the worst. Yeah, yeah, the worst option for a uh, audio medium. Let's yeah, give, just give everybody a second on this. Here you go. Yeah. <sighs> God, you like suck like like a guinea pig out of <laughs> water feeder. <laughs> Do you remember a guinea pig? Yeah, Danny. Danny. I don't remember much about Danny other than. Yeah, I don't think I remember anything. I, remember him. I think maybe he bit a finger of mine oh, yeah, at one what, point. That's what guinea pigs do. You know what the best part of Daddy is, right? What? He's named after the pa- the preacher from church. The priest. Or the priest, yeah. 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 Father Dan. Father Dan. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, yeah, that's a good That's a good guinea pig. Lived on as a guinea pig. <laughs> so, Max, let's, um, um, we got to check in. And I've, had, I've been using right. the same check-in question all day long in all my client meetings. And it's a good okay. one. What, okay. when you think of your childhood, what is the number one toy that comes to mind? Like, what toy gives you the greatest sense of nostalgia? I think it's, I mean, it's kind of unfair for me, I feel like. But when I say Hot Wheels, because I was a Hot Wheels man. Somebody um, in one of my meetings said that today. Or he said yeah, Matchbox cars. Yeah, same one. I mean, how, I think I was, I'm not sure which one I had more of. I did both. I was not a loyalist to one, to one side. Wait, um, what's but I had the a, difference? I think it's different brands. I think they're just different brands. They're okay. pretty much the same thing. I don't know if one was known for quality or not, mm-hmm. but um, no, just when we were both back in Michigan, I was sitting with, I don't know, I was, oh, I was playing with Joan and Arthur, and I was, we still have my giant Rubbermaid thing full of Matchbox and Hot Wheels, and I was pulling them all out, and it was the weirdest nostalgia trip to be like, oh my gosh, we still have this one? Like, we still have this you had car? You still had, like, certain, like, uh, emotional memories attached yes. to certain cars. I had favorite can you, ones. Can you describe one of your favorites? Oh, my goodness. Well, the, oh, yeah. Let's see. Honestly, I remember there was a pickup. There was a semi-truck that had a d- detachable trailer that you could hook up to it, yeah. which I thought was, like, cutting-edge technology for Hot Wheels. <laughs> it felt like next-level um, so I loved, I loved that one cause you could, and then the best thing about it was it was a car hauler so you could put other cars on it oh, wow. and haul them around. So yeah, it was a real, it was a real good one. Uh, and it was made of solid metal for the most part. So yeah. it was real, real sturdy, real classy. but I don't know. I had like every single one I grabbed. I pretty much remember, like, I remember this specific car, <laughs> like, and there's like a hundred or hundreds of them. Do you remember uh, the one that would like change color under warm water? Like a hydro, what are those called? Uh, <laughs> it was like a heat one. It was like white, yeah. but it would turn, I think it would turn pink maybe. I remember that one. I was pretty into Matchbox cars in my day. But I think by the time you had, you came around, you kind of, I, w- I was kind of through my Matchbox car phase and you took the mantle. You passed the torch to me. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. Uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's probably that's probably would be for me. What was what was yours? Um, my go-to is um, connects. Oh yeah. And I, in particular, uh, Emily's just real loud back there, isn't she? <laughs> just kind of slamming around. <laughs> it's kind of like you're yeah. sharing a house with an elephant. Yeah. Um, hold on, I'm gonna close this door. Okay. Look at the cord on that thing. Let your headphones stay on the whole time. Look at you. Yep. All right. That should be better. You're a professional. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say anything derogatory because when Emily listens to this episode, I don't want her to strike me. <laughs> My answer is connects. Particularly, I don't remember if you were part of this or not. My timing is all confused. But we used to basically each take like an hour or two to design and, de- mm-hmm. and build a car. Uh, oh yeah, roller derby, like demolition derby, demolition derby. Yeah, you just get at opposite ends of the hallway, the wooden floor hallway, and you slam the cars at each other and see which one has survived. Yeah, we, I remember favorite. playing pretty common at Kyle and Brett's in their living room, and we do four, five, six people going at once. Yep, because yeah. it was it was interesting to see people's technique. Some people built really nice cars with like a fortified front, yeah. and I think it was Brett or someone really nailed in the whole idea of putting four wheels right in a row. And like maybe uh, like front. there was a rule about having a little bit of space between them so you could actually tell if it was no longer a vehicle anymore because there were rules about when you were out if it yeah. couldn't roll on its own anymore or something you were out but he would make something that was essentially just like you know a, a battering ram but on <laughs> wheels yeah and it would just destroy people that's a good that's a good game yeah it is a good game I kind of really want to play it right now I know and I feel like there was we instituted rules sometimes where you could try and do repairs we'd do like a short repair window yeah see if you could you couldn't you could only use like pieces that were on the floor basically to like repair your yeah your connects car those are good times wow it's I'm kind of now realizing that we were like um simple minded um like robot uh robot nerds like we weren't actually robot. making robots. Oh, yeah. Like little genius uh, children were, were doing. Um, we were just doing the very simple version of that. And we weren't smart enough for that. No. We, just, we really just wanted to smash things we together. We just wanted to smash <laughs> things together. Exactly. exactly. I was going to say, man, we need to give a future shout out to that hallway in our house that really put up with a lot. Mini sticks. Mini sticks. I remember messing around with Hot Wheels in that hallway. That hallway is not very wide, first yeah. off. And we would play full mini stick games in this hallway. I'm not sure why it became our recreation space. Yeah, but it did. And uh, what didn't it have and that entire time have bells lining the wall up like yeah. up above near the ceiling. My mom didn't have a lot of storage space for things, and apparently that was the the hallway was where she stored the <laughs> precious bells from our our great aunt, her aunt. I think yeah. had the bells for the most yeah. part. In, retro, like in retrospect, Jen, that seemed like a bad idea, and I can't believe mom let us do that. Yeah, well, I think she had five boys, and really, it was either wreak havoc in some place, and the thought of us, maybe we were not as good at knocking things down there up high, because yeah, I don't recall breaking that many of those, but no. there were a few. Yeah. Um, huh. But no, that hallway, man, it was a real, I, I, as we got older, the now that I walked through that hallway just to go somewhere, I think, how did we ever play make anything in here? Yeah. yeah, it seemed like a huge, like, recreational area. No, I know, if you imagine what we would have had a finished Boat basement hallway. or something. I know. <laughs> Yeah. Who would know that to do with ourselves? Nope. Uh, All right. Good check-in. Feel nice and checked in. Now let me take a quick swig. Yeah. This thing's awful. Do you think people know at home what kind of water bottle this is? Yeah. Describe, like, how athletic do I look right now? It looks really fit. Well, first off, it looks like you've been working out because you're really sweaty, but no, it's just you showered. Yeah. But I did work out. I was. Uh, I rode my Peloton yeah, for I an hour. Yeah, yeah, big bike boy. 
And guess, uh, how, guess, ask me how long I rode my bike for on Saturday. Two hours. That's, you took my punchline. <laughs> you shouldn't ask me a question. You know, I know the answer to. No, I said, ask me. Oh, I sorry. Said, how long me. did you ride your bike for on Saturday? <laughs> two hours. How far did you go? I don't know. 36 miles. That's pretty good. According to the Peloton. Nice. Yeah. Without um, leaving the comfort of your home. Anyway, I look. Keep keep describing to the folks at home how it's cool I look. Not that important. We need to get on with the podcast. It's just a one of those green Gatorade bottles with the orange top. That when you push on it, it makes that ridiculously airy sound. That's awful. You got um, usually ice like cubes and water in here. What's that? Ice cubes and water. Yep. Wow. That's a you know that's a, that's a winning combination. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they call that. They Oof. do. They do. Yeah. All right, Max, like I said, I'm not looking at the notes, but you did send me a text the other day that said mm. something along the lines of, I'm not looking at the text either, I'm just using my awesome memory. I got something to talk about on the podcast, a pig got loose. Yeah, I think the actual text was, good podcast fodder, pig escaped, or and something. I, and or then I pig's... asked you if you tackled it, <laughs> and then that's basically the end of our conversation, because we knew we had to save it for this. So yeah. what happened? Um. So this was – now I, the more I think about it, the more I realize how wrong and how bad it could have gone. Um, but anyways, we the, – there's an electric fence around the pigs, which we talked about before. Which the, we have, um, I believe we have talked about how the pigs are bad at the electric fence. They're not – they are bad at understand it. it very well. And yeah, usually they get shocked quite a bit. And it's not the strongest thing in the world, but it works. And for some reason, there's an on-off up at the barn where you can turn it off pretty easily. Somebody had unplugged it and we hadn't noticed – Actually, here's the thing. I should have noticed. Uh, the day before was the farm dinner, and I was giving farm tours to people, and we were walking around the farm, and I was warning people, like, hey, don't don't touch that fence. Electric. I'd say that all the time. It's mainly what I'm there for right, is to remember, yeah. talk about the fence. You're, the human and science. again, I was basically doing that again. I was telling people, don't, don't touch that fence. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt. And then I looked down, and me and someone else who was next to me on the tour looked down and go, Maybe it's not on because there's a pig like full on just rubbing his head on it. <laughs> just like, like He's kind of like burrowing for food on the other side, but he's like – if it was on, it should be going off. Like he's yeah. all up in it. And I was like, wow, that's odd. I'm like, I just had to keep doing this tour. I was like, I need to check the electric fence. It must not be on. Something must be disconnected. And the rest of that night, didn't think about it. Totally forgot to check. Um, so, so you're next, saying it's your fault. It's partly my fault. I should have known. It's also whoever's fault it was who turned off the electric fence and didn't turn it back on, which is Are kind of sure a crap. That wasn't you. I'm 100% positive. Someone turned it off, I bet, for the dinner. They want people shocking themselves or something. Right. But they also turned off the cow fence. That's a bigger deal. The cow's got out. That's a lot more difficult than yeah. the pig. Um, can't tackle anyways, a cow. Can't tackle. Well, no, you, you can't. You get tackled. <laughs> and uh, anyways, I was at um, the wash station for the week. Like I was the wash station person. Um, which isn't terribly far away from the pigs. It's like do you call it when you're in the wash station? Are you the washer boy? Um, is that your no, name? maybe no. like at most like the nicest, the wash manager. No, no, I just work in the wash station. Okay. You wash your boy. <laughs> yeah. I put on a little cap and I have a yeah. little badge that says, hello, my name is or yeah. not even hello. And it's just, it's just like a overalls that say the washer boy. You know, washer boy. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's not, it's not terribly far away from, from where the pig pen area is. And I was washing some stuff and I was talking to Hayden uh, I actually think we were talking about Russian literature. I thought we were having a very intelligent conversation. <laughs> and out of the my peripherals, all I see is some movement. And I think – I don't think – and this day I actually didn't bring Boca up to the farm. Haley was going to take her for a walk. So I didn't have the dog up at the farm. And I saw movement out of the corner of my eye and I was like, I don't think I brought Boca up here. But I looked at him like, what, what's she doing over here? And I look up and I'm like – and 
<laughs> 15 feet away from me is just one of our pigs staring straight at me like, uh, <laughs> like, like you were supposed to see me <laughs> like wandered over like into the only place on the farm where people were for the most part wandered right into our conversation and like like kind of looked at us for a second and was like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna back up and like tried to walk away and she tried started to play it real cool yeah, probably real cool. Like, that's fine, man. We don't, hey, you guys keep talking. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't see anything. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're just like, oh, the pigs are out. Oh, a pig is out. And then we're like, oh, that could be really bad if all the pigs are out. And so it was an all hands on deck situation where everyone, it started with, hey, you guys have like a special like gong or a bell for like all hands on deck, the pigs are out. Pigs are out. Pig, we don't have a pig protocol, but we should. Yeah. And there should, should be know. some bell or something. Um, Anyways, what happened was it was kind of something along those lines. What I did was like Hayden and I are like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go get some food right now because I think they're fairly food oriented, not like the lambs, but yeah. they're fairly food interested. So we got a couple buckets. Pretty food. smart first move. Yeah, we got, got buckets. I yelled to Kaylee to let her know that a pig was out. And then we kind of like we're, we weren't that far away from the pens. So like, this is good. We can start. And it started to follow me back towards the pen. And then there was like three of us with buckets. Um like a, like Trying a farm. To it like real cool. Like, hey, come on, pig, just follow us right back into the pen. It'll be fine. But like, somebody needs. Here's the thing. He didn't get out by like just bur- like knocking the fence over. Like he burrowed under a, a part of the electric fence because it wasn't on. So we had to like get to the fence, uh, get all the. Here's the other thing. We'd get all the other pigs into the hutch, right? Because if we open up a giant hole in the fence, right, they're, they're all just out. gonna come out. How quickly? Because so you didn't know immediately that it was just the one pig. So did somebody no. go and count them up real quick? Yeah. One person ran. Like one person kind of kept the pig nearby. And one person ran to count the rest of the pigs, um, and you know it was not that hard to do. They're usually hanging around one spot together, so we counted five of them, and then we had to. It's really hard to get them into their pen, got them into their hutch, trying to not lose sight of the pig that's out still, right. who is just having a great time for the most part. Honestly, no, no problem, um, enjoying just eating all this great stuff, and so we're trying to get them to follow, and we uh, we're like getting closer and closer. And <laughs> Maria goes, I saw like one person with, she was the only one that wasn't a part of the, the whole fiasco yet. She was still harvesting. She was, I saw one of you guys with the bucket. I thought, okay, he's just going, he's going weeding or something. We use our buckets to weed. Mm-hmm. And I saw a second person with a bucket and I was like, they usually don't walk to go weeding like this. This is like, a, <laughs> again, like a weird farmer parade of all of us walking with buckets. And, uh, <laughs> finally she goes, I realized something must have gone wrong. And so she Hold walked on. over. Did you hear that? Nah. Emily just burped so loud standing behind me. I really hope the recording picked that up, and I hope everybody heard it, and I hope she feels incredible shame. Carry okay. on with her story. We're going to carry on like it didn't happen. and then. <laughs> um, but anyway, so all four of us got involved. Uh, Maria's worked on a livestock farm before, so she had some more insight. So she, which knew, is she knew all the tricks? Which the trick is you need to have something flat or large, like a piece of wood or something to direct them that's ideally opaque um, so they can't see through it. And the idea being that you need them to man, it's just a door slammer in your house. The worst, worst, worst podcast, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, anyways, you need you need someone. You need to be kind of blocking it. So she grabbed a, a piece of like plastic or something and was using that to direct. And now you're the goal is like you're just like almost like playing sort of a mini game where you're trying right. to direct this pig into the opening we have. And this is when you asked me if I tackled the pig. I didn't have a thing yet to to. To block, I just had my right. body. You didn't have and, a pig barrier, and Other she told than me your, your body as the pig barrier, which I like to refer to as a pig barrier. Yeah, yeah. we've always <laughs> called it that. And um, you know, some people are barrel chested. I yeah. like to <laughs> that, that boy. That boy is quite the pig barrier. <laughs> so I got 
I got kind of like you know, kind of like in a wider position trying yeah, to got keep the wide stance. Got yeah, wide, you know, big lineman. I'm a lineman here. Yeah. I'm trying to keep this pig in play. And basically, Bria told me if he sees space between your legs, he's gonna bolt for that space between your legs. Like they're gonna go by you. And lo and behold, go five hole on you. Yeah, it started coming towards me. It didn't go through my legs, but it did blow by me. And I thought, like, am I gonna tackle this pig? Because I think, <laughs> let's take a bet here. I'm probably on the losing end of that, right? Probably. I mean, they're assume. pretty. They're over 100 pounds, right? Or the yeah, it's over 100 pounds. This was our smallest pig actually that got out. Okay. Uh, I think it was Petunia. Uh, it's hard to know. <laughs> She's always been mischievous. Um, but she blew. She blew right by me. And really? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, right by me. Bad didn't, goalie. Didn't uh, commit to the tackle. Um, and through all four of us, like kind of finagling and, and moving things around, and managed to get her back inside and turn the fence on and do a bunch of fence fixing. But that was our first pig escape. Wow. She had quite the story for her friends. I know. She got back and then just laid in the shade and looking at us like, that was was fun. Like, I'm glad we had a good time with that. All of us, like, we'll do that again. And, uh, yeah, so it could have been so much worse. So we were thinking, like, you know, first all of them could have been out. Um, They could have not walked towards us but walked another direction. It would have taken us forever to figure it out that one was missing until we went to feed them the next day or something. They could have gotten out during the night. When we run around yeah. and had no clue, they all got could out. Could have gone into the, the great town of Groton and had themselves just a fun time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could have hit the town. Back. You know, the town brown. And uh, they could have uh, supposedly pigs can really wreak havoc on a farm field, like in, like oh, eating sure. crops. Yeah, I guess. Because you got to imagine, like, we sometimes throw them, right? We throw them food scraps. We throw them the kind of rotten yeah. peppers and stuff. Yeah, they're like, tell me the good second. stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys know these normally aren't brown and soft? Like, they, they're holding out. And so it. This pig did not actually seem interested in, in eating through our fields at all. Uh, I'm sure, given time, uh, they would have. But you feel a so, little bit offended, maybe? Like, what's wrong with yeah, the pig? Like, what's, what's wrong with our, our fields? fields? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that was our that was our big story. But it's the first time in the, since I've been there. Usually, pigs get out all the time. This is kind of like a common occurrence. I think if you are a pig farmer, is like you just imagine. prepare for your pigs to get out. Yeah. Uh, so I guess it's it's a good sign that it's only happened one time yeah. in well, my now, in my tenure. Yeah, got that under your under your belt, and now you can say you've lived through a pig escape. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's definitely going to be on my resume. Um, so other than that, no pig updates. That's that's a big that's pig the, update. That's a pretty that's big a, pig update. That'll carry us through for how a while. Should, how, how are the uh, how are the sheep lambs? Still have ten, so that's a good sign. I'm gonna lead with that. There's still ten. Um, <laughs> No, I mean, so we've been getting more rain and such, but their pasture is still growing slow. They're getting a lot of weeds. They're probably, if I'm being honest, they're probably still pretty hungry, and that makes me feel real bad. And I don't like to think about it, and I try and be good about it. And we're trying to feed them other things, but like we've gone over, they only want the fucking creme brulee. They want the best, <laughs> and they can't eat hay, and it's very frustrating. Um, so, but we we did a famacha test last Friday. And now we're within the two-week period until the first five go to be slaughtered. So it's there's a like a withdrawal period when you can't be giving them ivermectin, which is like the intense dewormer that we give them. Um, pretty much the only deworming option. So we had to choose which five were going to be in the first batch and like write those down so we knew we can't treat these with the, the typical treatment today. Right. Uh, the other five could be treated. Um, choosing the five, not hard at all. Nothing. No, those guys, they signed themselves up weeks ago with their poor behavior and their, their ill health. Um, (laughs) so it was not hard to choose the five. In fact, if we could have sent six, we would have sent six. Um, for the most part, there's only a few that we're really like feeling good about and are happy that they're hanging around. Um, 
so anyways, we chose the five and then we did, this is the first time we treated with, I told you we were experimenting or we were going to get a like organic, uh, like herbal based dewormer that mm-hmm. they had been trialing at Michigan state and stuff like that. And we did get it. And that doesn't have a withdrawal period because it's not as intense. Um, so we did give the first round of that to, um, those five, pretty much all of them got it. Uh, it, Honestly, man, it just smells like the most intense uh, garlic puree you've ever smelled. Um, it's very strong garlic smell. I don't know if that's the only ingredient. It might be. It might not do anything. Do We're not maybe, sure. Do you think maybe it makes them taste better? <laughs> oh, oh, it's like a finishing thing. Yeah, it's like, you know, exactly. like oh, these, are, these are grass finished. Yeah, you know, cows. These Gar- are garlic, garlic finished, finished lamb. <laughs> you know, I didn't think about that. Um, yeah. so anyways, we did give that. We'll see. We'll, we'll do probably do an eye check maybe on this Friday just to see if it actually did anything. But September 1st is we'll, we'll load up five of them to, to get them out of here and yeah. it can't come soon enough. Um, <laughs> as a livestock farmer, I think I'm doing a very good job not becoming attached, at least not to the first <laughs> batch. This first batch is they're all the worst ones, you know, they're all your worst students. Yeah. I have no, I have no feelings towards these five except for big mama. I feel a little bad about that one. She's in the first batch, but why, why do you feel bad about Big Mama? Because she's a freak. Yeah, she was just always yeah, exactly. She's <laughs> just like Quasimodo, you know. It's just like something like kind of lovable. Yeah. About the grotesquerie and size of this lamb, <laughs> um, but it's he's too mean. He's too, he's too aggressive. <laughs> he's too aggressive. No one else gets to eat. I don't know yeah. if anyone else is starving or if it's just Big Mama eats everything. Yeah. Um. So who knows? If we didn't have that one lamb maybe everyone else would be thriving yeah maybe yeah, um, exactly you get rid of big mama and suddenly all the other lambs just are little sweethearts. porkers yeah. yeah put on weight and be great so um that's coming up we'll have so we'll have some lamb we'll have some some livestock updates uh in the next two weeks but nice. other than that nothing too nothing too groundbreaking we're pretty much at that window officially where there's a very few things we can plant in the field we're not really starting anything in the greenhouse that's for transplanting out to the field anymore we put some spinach in some stuff like that some cabbages and things like that but it's crazy to think that we're basically in the last stretch of the season right which is the best part about farming in a northern climate is that you can say something like that <laughs> right. that we are approaching a an end point that there is uh, an end point and that it is you know end of august yeah and we haven't like i mean end point in terms of like you know we'll actually be done farming come november but the end point of you know, planting is one of yeah. the main tasks that you, you are obviously doing as a farmer. But we've never really totally dove into, you know, I've never farmed in a southern climate. But at some point we'll talk about, like, just, like, farming in different places and why I feel like just farming in general, at least for me, is so much better that I'm farming in a northern climate. What uh, sort of tasks do you start to do when you no longer have to plant that time that you have freed up? It's, I mean, so the one nice thing, what usually is the – which is true for us, the staff goes down and that usually just kind of coincides at least up here with like kids going back to school. So right. college kids go back to school for our, for us, you know, our coworker was a teacher, so he went back to school. Um, so the crew gets smaller, which means we're just spending more time harvesting mm-hmm. because the harvests are pretty large. Um, a little bit farther down, maybe another month from now, there'll be a lot more storage crop harvests, which are larger and require more moving of stuff and things like that. It's a lot of clean up as well it's a lot of like this field is no longer in production or this bed so now we're going to you know put a cover crop down and so mm-hmm. you know transplanting anything we're just broadcasting seed let's get it covered um things like that kind of coming towards the end of the year you know we're trying to dry a bunch of herbs for the chefs and things like that and um you know in the normal farm season or when i managed the farm a couple of years ago 
you know, actually in the month of October, it was me and one other person farmed together. So we right. were a 10 person crew, you know, through most of the summer right. and then come September, most people left. And by October it was me and one other guy, you know, we do, you do plant garlic as like the big task, but, um, it does kind of a natural, uh, tailing off, which is wonderful. Gotcha. So, cool. but yeah, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it in the farm. Um, Man, I could use a natural tailing off. Yeah, I was gonna say what about you. You seem like you're just kind of picking back up full full oh steam ahead. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, what's it's what's intense right now? Causing it to be more intense than normal. Is it just the quantity of projects? You're yeah. the lead man on. I mean, so there's a lot going on at your current client with like multiple projects within the client. Yeah. Are you a person of importance in all of those? Um, just because you're the, kind of the premier one that that sold this. Just from the fact, so we are, we have three contracts at this client, um, Mm -hmm. and there are five of us soon to become, wait, one, two, three, four, five, yeah, there's five of us soon to become seven, um, so there's just, uh, because I've been there the longest, like, I have a lot of institutional knowledge, which just means that it's easy for me to, like, go in and out on various projects or different parts mm-hmm. of the, the contract. Um, but we also deliberately as a team, like we don't, we don't say like, okay, you and you are on this contract only. And you and you are on this contract only. We do kind of have people who focus on specific contracts, but the rest of us kind of dynamically team around it um, mm-hmm. to give the full level of support that we are contracted to provide. So it just means it's a lot of context shifting throughout the day of like, I'm going to work a little bit on this contract and then I'm going to like lead a meeting over on this other contract. It's all connected and united, but Mm -hmm. there's just a lot of stuff and it's a lot of, um, a lot of meetings where we are the ones, um, kind of holding the structure of the meeting and holding, uh, that facilitation, which is just, it can be really just really tiring because it's kind of up to us like to think through the structure of the meeting and then actually run the meeting and make sure make adjustments on the fly with how it's going and you know when it's just a an hour long kind of routine thing it's not that big a deal um but when you are doing like a half day thing or a full day thing there's a lot of prep and then there, it's intense to actually run it um yeah it's just a lot of stuff. I mean, and it's all good because we're so like successful there and the work that we're doing is so desired, um, which is always good. Like the op- the opposite would suck, which is like we're trying to do a bunch of stuff and nobody's pulling on us and nobody wants to do anything. Mm-hmm. As people get more experience and exposure to us, the more they want, which just makes us busier. Um, and because one of the contracts is in the midst of extending right now, which is always a busy time having to deal with like their procurement system and just getting clarity on what it is that we're actually going to do. And then because of that, because, because we're growing, we're hiring new people and hiring new people always takes a lot of time and effort to get them on board and get them up to speed quick enough to where they can actually be a, be beneficial and not just a drain on Mm -hmm. our time and attention, which is inevitable that they will be for a while. So it's a lot of stuff. I guess that's probably person dependent, how long that period feels. I know with farming, it's like the whole onboarding thing, you know, with a farm, like, you know, how long it takes to train somebody to your systems, you know, that's like the first month, 
and a half of farming is just like this is how we do it here this is how we do it here but then new things are always coming up obviously that they've never done on your farm before but like yeah. what do you do you feel like that process is fairly long at the ready yeah like, like it's pretty- it's we're better than we used to be we used to not have any sort of like training or onboarding at all other than like here's your more experienced ready buddy and mm-hmm. go to your client and do the stuff yeah. Um, which, you know, f- to a certain personality type is fun and exciting. Um, but it makes it difficult to scale and it's kind of draining to be the more experienced person to kind of always be having to bring somebody along from scratch, um, which I've had to do a lot because I've been there the longest. Um, so recently we've had some colleagues who have put some serious time and effort into figuring out like a training program. Uh, so new people go through that training program, which is like six weeks or so. Um, and then uh, and then most of it is like learning from your project team once you're actually on the ground and doing stuff with the client. Yeah. But it takes a while. Yeah. So you, have you been doing that with this project? Did new people come on recently or no? Um, not recently, are, but they're about are to. coming. Yeah. Gotcha. They're coming soon. It's a good thing so you're not too it's, busy. It's fun and it's, it's exciting though to like bring yeah. new people on because it's a sign that like we're growing and doing good stuff. And <laughs> yeah, that was really convincing. You said <laughs> sounded really. No, you're really just into you're, that. you're 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 catching me. You know, uh, on a on a day where I let's take a look at my calendar today. Let's bring you into my world. So at seven thirty a.m. I started yep. working, and I was in one, two, three, four. Five, six, Welcome seven, to the Sam Counts podcast. <laughs> seven meetings. I was in seven okay. meetings. I thought your goal was to reduce meetings. Isn't that thing hey. you guys are after? Hey, hey, shut the hell up. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, we're, we're there to reduce their meetings. Yeah, sometimes that means I got to be in a lot of meetings. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, point noted. And then I rode my bicycle. Nice. And then I, <laughs> Emily's in here now. She's listening and laughing when I say funny things. This is good. It's like oh, people always say, like, you know, filmed in front of a live audience. Yeah, filmed in front of a recorded, live audience. Recorded in front of a live audience of one. Yeah. Anyway. I have my dog. So. I don't want to be complaining because I actually like my work a lot. And I'm very lucky to have a good paying job right now. And everything's great. It's just busy times. Busy times. Busy times. So... Is but there... it looks like I might be like I might Emily and I might go to Cape Cod to visit her parents, and I'll work from there for uh, a week, which will be fun. Coming up, yeah, sometime in September. Nice. Mom and Dad are going to be in. You know, they're going to be in Massachusetts, right, in September. What? Visiting me? Visiting me? You should September? probably try and line that up. Wait, what? Yeah. You know what days they're going to be there? I can figure it out and text you, but okay, they will be in there. Maybe they should come. See Maybe them. it's the same time I'll be at Cape Cod, and we can go and go see them. Yeah. Um. So is there, I guess that I was gonna, that kind of answers my question. I said, was there going to be any type of, you know, natural, like, break coming up? Mm. Not maybe necessarily from work, a project shifts, someone else, like nothing else. So. Like it's, you are in the slog. One of our projects, not admittedly one that I'm not that deep in, is contracted through all of 2021. Mm-hmm. Another one is through the end of 2020 and probably into 2021. And the one that I'm selling now will either be six or nine months. So I don't know. None of There's no natural breaking point on any of those. I think I have a little bit of a um, fantasy that will be so effective at hiring people and getting them going on this work that 
I can shift my role to be less day-to-day running stuff and A, do like more strategic thinking and like writing of artifacts and stuff that is useful to the project and less like running meetings. And then if I'm able to do that, then I can potentially um, kind of ease out of the intensity of what, you know, this project has been. Uh, an overseer. But we're nowhere we're nowhere near that yet. Yeah. So it's just a fantasy right now. That's is that the dream position? That's the dream, I guess. But, yeah. And then I do stupid things like agree to do a strategy meeting for this other company sometime in September because it's like local and I feel like you love meetings, man. We just went over this. You love meetings. <sighs> No one knows meetings like you know meetings. I mean, that's a probably true statement. (laughs) And I do actually love meetings. Like, I love observing meetings. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it just gets tired. It's all good, though. It's all good. Um, You're supposed to be sitting this month. Are you sitting? Yeah, I haven't missed a day yet. You haven't missed a day? No. I haven't haven't meditated yet today, though, so I got to go do that before I pass out. Yeah, you're, you're should I just do it right stuff. now? Maybe well, I guess like take the next ten minutes. <laughs> should you quiet. lead us? Maybe you should just lead us through. Maybe the end of our po- oh, end of our podcast can just be silent. <laughs> but plus, whatever sounds Emily makes in the background. Yeah, I'll tell you right. It's not silence. I'll tell you <laughs> that right now. This person who lives with her, never yeah. been silence in her life. Well, I guess this is kind of all we had to talk about, Sam, because we really just wanted to update on life. Because like ourselves and like we normally do, I listened to the last podcast because you know. Yeah. I'd like to say I'm a good host, but also I was just making sure I didn't repeat myself too much this time. Uh-huh. Um, I did say at the end of that podcast, all right, uh, talk to you next week. And that was a mistake. Yeah. I should never put a time on anything. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't. <laughs> this is, you know, when, when, the, when the spirit moves us, we come together mm-hmm. and we talk about fields of work. Well, I can say that I think hopefully coming up sometime soon – there will be uh, a little bit more exciting new information about potentially my farming career and stuff next year because there's some some shake 'em ups happening. Ooh, uh, it's called this a teaser. Yeah, I can't. Well, it's just because more of like I can't release this information until the person has officially released the information. So I don't know exactly. All I'll say is I don't know exactly where I'll be farming next year. Oh, it okay. could still be here. You might be it taking your be talents to the uh, to South Beach. Is what you're saying? I could be who knows where. Um, This isn't really necessarily the time to even look for farm jobs because farms don't usually hire much in the middle of the summer. Right. Um, But, yeah, hopefully we can talk more about that in in the future too because there should be some some things coming. And then then fall fall farming for me always leads to endless introspection because it's a lot of, one, the season's over and is drawing to a close. But also, for some reason, the tag – I mean – there's always menial tasks, but somehow in fall, I always find myself thinking about like my own farm or, yeah. you know, what kind of things that, um, I want to be doing in and around farming and or food. Um, so Great. we'll see, hopefully, hopefully there'll be some exciting things to talk about based on that. Uh, I'm excited up. for that. And you know, yeah. on my side, um, we can talk about meetings. How many, how many meetings you did? People love, I'm getting feedback, active yeah. feedback. People are telling me right now, Sam, they love when you count. They, they love they counting love, and they love, they love when I do this. Counting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's real time feedback. <laughs> yep. So um, I, next time, we, another thing we could potentially talk about. I'm kind of getting into golf a little bit. Look at this blister I got saw on that. my hand. Look at this blister. Yeah, I got you on my hand. blister, and you bought a golf club. I bought a driver. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm going golfing again on Friday. Oh my goodness, you're really you're, you're really embracing the whole corporate thing, huh? Oh, I know. I, I don't know if I, we talked about this. I went golfing a couple weeks ago with a client for the first time. 
That's so cool, man. Yeah, it was cool. You're I'm so doing it again this Friday. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, you, call that, you call that work? Yeah, no, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't call it work. Do you call it the links? You want to hit the links? Yeah, you know, I call it the links, the chorus, the green ones. I don't know <laughs> if that's a golf thing or not. It's my own thing. Green, I'm going to go hit nine green ones. Yeah, I'm going to go hit the green a, ones. I did around 18 green ones today. And yep. <laughs> yep that's right oh man well, yeah we could definitely talk about that it sounds like you're pretty knowledgeable so mm-hmm. i'm really excited to hear what kind of <laughs> content you can bring about golf yeah a sport that you are yeah notoriously good at yeah the uh, other day i was at the driving range and i got so mad because i was hitting it so consistently bad i got my phone out and i googled how to hit golf balls good <laughs> <laughs> yeah and what did that teach you, did you go it's always some things and it actually helped yeah, yeah that's yeah. good yeah. Was it your new club too? That's so frustrating. Yeah, I want to go to hit that 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 expensive boy real good. Yeah, I know you got you impressed our family with your fancy club, but not your fancy golf skills. <laughs> no, but anyway, I'll, I'll I'll give a very detailed hole by hole recap for our next recording. Yeah, I'm hoping you start a vlog. Actually, everyone's been talking this this oh, podcast yeah? go to YouTube, and we we're thinking maybe we need to see uh, how you take your, your your golf game to YouTube. It's a pretty good but, idea. Uh, it's a pretty good <laughs> idea. I think I'll do that. Well, um, this, we you have more work to do. You can't be talking too long I know, here. I got it. You got to go to bed, and I also need to go to bed, but I also need no, to go do a little more work. Would you do you do a late night cup of coffee, or is that not a thing? No, no, oh, no, no. That, that would be I bad. Only, I only, I mean, I'm sure I'd be fine, but I have a pretty strict rule that I uh, don't drink coffee afternoon. Yeah, that's that's a good idea, I guess. Yeah, I'm a good, I'm a good sleepy boy. I could sleep real good. I don't think that's ever been a problem of yours. <laughs> no, it hasn't. All right. Good job. It's good talking to you. Good luck uh, editing that that big old mess of a podcast, huh? I'm not gonna change I'm gonna just edit out the beginning where Emily berated me and then yeah. and then I'll just leave all the rest of all of well let's see, everything she did in the background. Cleaning really loud. Uh, at one point she sent me a text that said, Can I use the blow dryer? <laughs> <laughs> and luckily I said no. And she uh, obeyed me. Uh, and now she's been sitting behind me typing like a little typey mouse. Just type, 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 type. And then laughing when I say things. Yeah. That's good. It's kind of like a hype man. That also of... takes away. That also takes away. Yeah. It's, it's like a takeaway <laughs> man, not a hype man. Well, my hype man's been sleeping on the bed the whole time. That's right. It's my dog. And she's been so quiet and so wonderful. Yeah, that sounds great. She's been, and she's been a delight. Never asked to use the hairdryer. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Now, granted, Boca licks her crotch sometimes, and I think that's probably less of an issue you have to deal with. But hey, I, know, I mean, it's a give and take. I'm always we'll pretty take. weird, so. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll end all this done. before it gets worse. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, friends. This has been Fields of Work. I'm Sam. I'm Max. Goodbye.